Trisha Ritchie here with your home time daily takeaway. Um, there's something that happened to me over the weekend that I can't stop thinking about. Um, earlier in the week, about a week ago, actually, I had booked two tickets to go and see uh, Puss in Boots yes. at the cinema. Uh, with... Is that you and the fireman guy? <laughs> no. Oh, no, no this... Peter Rocco, right. He, he, he is my date night for a lot of cinemas, but no, this... Um, <laughs> Uh, this was just me and Rocco, okay. four-year-old. Um, and uh, on the way over there, <laughs> on the Saturday lunchtime, he decided he wasn't fussed and didn't want to go anymore. You know what it's like sometimes with a young kid? Oh, you just yeah. you pick pick and choose your battles. Yeah. Um, and so because I bought the tickets about a week ago, the money was gone. The money was gone. There's nothing you can do about it. I just decided, you know what? I haven't got it in me to have this this battle. Let's just go home. So we went home. But that means that in a packed Saturday afternoon cinema uh, for the first weekend of a big new kids' movie, it's just two random seats that were not taken. And that, people will be looking at that thing, is there a story behind that? Yeah. Thing? Maybe they never made it. <laughs> What's going on? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, my other half, Katie, I told her, told her about that, the fact that you, in the end, Rocket didn't fancy it and you didn't, you didn't make him go or whatever. And she couldn't believe that you'd spent the money but then not got your money's worth out of it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I think this might stay with you for a few months now. <laughs> I know. There is, there is that. There is that. But I think it was only because it had, it had gone. It was dead money. It had gone yeah. like, like seven days ago. But still out it's still being spent out there don't it's gonna that's gonna train home later tonight that's gonna be on my mind all the time this is bush and rich's daily takeaway boy have we got one hell of a show for you slot this evening you can win your way to the brit awards 2023 with mastercard on tonight's show after five we believe this is the official music yes. of the brits um, I've lucky lucky enough to, have you ever been to the brits before once I, i've been a couple of times it's an amazing thing uh and there's like proper famous people there. You think if if you win this this competition, you're going to be like rubbing shoulders with proper famous people. Yeah. I was well overawed when I went last time. I was sat on the same table as Frank Skinner, who's a lovely chap, obviously from the, the Absolute Radio family. But it was just like looking around all the other tables. There's just people you've seen off the telly everywhere, and there's me sat there in my Ciro Soterio suit, <laughs> feeling like an estate agent. And, and this was brought home in terms of the, uh, the level of famous people at this thing. When I went to the loos during one of the performances or whatever, so I nipped to the loo, I ended up going to the hand dryers at the same time as Stormzy. Well, well, well. So I stepped back and let Stormzy use the hand dryer. Of course dryer, you should. Yes. Which, I, you know, of course, he's incredibly famous. He's, uh, he's a legend. And then I used the hand dryer after. And i tell you what, if it had been one of them, um, you know, the ones that are like a bit of fabric, I'd, I'd have probably dried it and then done three pulls <laughs> for him. Go on, mate, that'll be dry now, mate. Uh, we thought this, this could be an interesting uh, opportunity for us to get into this a little bit first hour ahead of... Uh, the competition after five whip but whip everyone up into a bit of a frenzy with maybe your stories of meeting or bumping into famous people in toilets because the only other famous person i've met in a loo was at a service station i think it might have been keel services on the m6 ian holloway the uh, at that point blackpool blackpool manager blackpool would have been at the time bristol yeah. rovers and everything as well so uh, i said hello to him on the way out of the loos that was kind of it only ever happened once to me uh, and it was a sporting one as well no no nothing Nothing like the Brits, nothing like what you did. <laughs> Mine was uh, a cricket festival in Dorset. Wow. Um, at a porter cabin mobile toilet at the trough. Lovely. Um, <laughs> a little bit like the Isle of Wight the festival loose. Very much so. And at the, next door to me at the time, England captain Andrew Strauss. Oh, wow, bit of a legend as yeah, well. exactly. Any yeah. chat or anything? Or... I think I just nodded to him and said good knock as, uh, as, as we sort of left. That's an interesting choice of words. With the batsman at the time, it's just what's referred to in cricket. It was, it was a, a good knock that was going on at the time. What did Strauss say back to that? Nodded. 
There you go. That's it's virtually a conversation. <laughs> Have you ever met a celebrity in the toilet? Tell us about it. Jimmy White, Leicester Forest Services on the M1, says Matt Scott. About 15 years ago, <laughs> it was at the time when the uh, World Championships was on, so I would imagine he was on his way to the snooker in Sheffield. I love the backstory. <laughs> uh, Sean says, Greg Wallace, petrol station Lou, somewhere in Cornwall. Spent a penny next to each other, but it was eyes straight ahead, no funny business. I held the door open for him as he left, and he said, cheers, mate. <laughs> the more detail, the better. Listen to this text. I bumped into Terry Coldwell from E17 at some VIP festival toilets after my mate had thrown up in the urinal after going on the waltzes. <laughs> we spoke for a bit and ended up, he ended up following me on Instagram. How about that? Wow, what a way to get a thing going. What a story that is. <laughs> David James in the toilet at England versus Wales at 2014. Nice chap. He even took a selfie with me. A selfie in the loose. <laughs> in the loose. Wow. Uh, Michelle, who did you see in the ladies? Uh, it was Ruby Wax in um, Terminal 2 at Heathrow. Um, it would have been 2014, it would have been, because I was going to go and see my parents and sister in New Zealand. And I, I heard this woman come in clip-clopping. She was in the hills and what have you. Right. And I thought, who's that? And I, I come out and um, I heard the toilet flush and out she comes. And I went, oh, it's Ruby Wax like that, you see. And she went, yes, it's me. And all this stuff. She was like really loud and what have you at me. But she was lovely, really lovely. I mean, she's diddy like me. Uh huh. But such a lovely woman. That's she nice. So, if you, because I imagine if you meet a celebrity in that environment, I never really said anything yeah. to Stormzy. I just let him use the hand dryer, hadn't yeah. Because I thought it was a bit of a strange <laughs> one. You're taking a risk by chatting to them, aren't you, I guess? Well, obviously, you don't want to shake their hand either, do you? Just in case they haven't washed them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's a very good point. Good point. <laughs> James, what happened? It was a bit random, yes. I was in a restaurant in, um, in Manchester. Right. Back in the 90s. And um, popped downstairs and there was, there was the urinal there and I, there was a gap. I went in looking at the wall and I just happened to look left and right. <laughs> and then, there were three members of Take That. Not, I won't name them. And and Norman Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I think we might have a winner. It's going to be hard to beat this. So just to confirm, three members to take that. You're not going to name which ones. And Norman Lamont. They're the ones. There was nothing said. We all looked. No one said anything. But Norman Lamont had some amazing blue suede shoes on. <laughs> Got to be very careful with those in there. Risky business. <laughs> Certainly. That's why I kept my distance. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Do you remember a couple of weeks back I mentioned to you that uh, I've been asked to do a talk uh, in my son's class at school, the reception yes. class, uh, explaining to these four- and five-year-olds how uh, radio works. It's crept up, it's tomorrow morning. Blimey, that's come up quick, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Uh, it's, it's come up so quick, I've done little or no prep for it whatsoever. I've also discovered that the parent who went in last week did a PowerPoint presentation for the kids. Oh, wow, so you're going to need to get some like tech backup or something. Tonight, yes. Uh-oh. Uh, so I've got to do that tonight. Um, I was thinking back to uh, school talks as a kid, and generally I always think that whoever came in would bring a prop, wouldn't they? Uh-huh. And when, you were doing the to- when they were doing the talk, you'd, you'd have the prop sort of passed around. I remember a coach driver coming in with uh, uh, a piece of the Berlin Wall he'd brought back from Berlin and we were all looking at this as it was going around as yeah, he was yeah. doing the talk. So I need to see if I can um, 
borrow a microphone from the studio. Well, if you want someone that really sums this place up, why don't you get the laminated printer out of order sheet that's been <laughs> on the printer that. for the last three weeks? That's a good idea. And then the other thing, you know, like on the la- on the Masked Singer, uh, when the celebrity gets their thing taken off and they're like, oh, me family don't know, they're watching at home right now, yeah, oh, it's yeah. going to be such a surprise. Rocco doesn't know. Ah. So, like, <laughs> I'm going to just turn up and it's going to be like... Daddy's explaining what he's doing at work like that. It's going to blow his mind. So I will report back tomorrow, but I'm not holding out much hope. This is The Daily Takeaway. So four or so years this show has been uh, going on, Home Time with Bush and Ritchie, and we came in today to receive an email from our boss, uh, an email that we did not want to see, an ultimatum that we have to clear out our cupboards... Not for the reason that you lot are thinking, uh, because Absolute Radio, later this year, we're moving to new premises. Yes. Uh, And so we need to tidy up the premises that we are leaving. And it's fair to say that Bush and myself, and I think it's also fair to say other presenters here at Absolute Radio, have accrued a lot of rubbish over the last few years, and it's all dumped in a cupboard behind the studios. Uh, And you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that comes along with, like, the Frank Skinner show have got their own little, like, tray of stuff that they they have. have, There's certain biscuits and tea bags. Bags, etc., and stuff they get sent in. Jason Manford, Steve Edge, they've got a load of nonsense in there as well. But here's the thing the fact that the email's been sent to us, it, it feels like that we're being pointed at that we've kind of accumulated the most tat. I was concerned though when I got uh, in, an email this morning about, you know, boxing stuff up and clearing out. <laughs> I felt, oh, this is a bit harsh on a Monday morning. Uh, so we were a little bit irritated to see that during the during the news and that. I, I thought I'd pop around there and just see what's in there. Um, sleeping bags. A, a Nicolas Cage uh, cushion with his face on it. Brilliant. Uh, some thermos flasks. An old school telephone. A catfish and the bottleman gold disc. A Rochdale 20, 2021 signed football shirt. I, That's I think, just the tip of the iceberg. I think our Tombola is in there. <laughs> yeah, the Tombola is in there that the we tombola. haven't used for ages. Keeps falling apart. I, tell you what, I know for a fact that I've got in there, someone sent me a high vis vest. Do you remember when I was moaning about how fast people go down our street? Yes, there's high vis uh, vests. High vis vests in yeah. there. Uh, there's a couple of wigs. These are all like for radio <laughs> features that have gone by the wayside. It's like a, a mausoleum of, of Absolute Radio's ideas. And then I've got loads of tins of soup and stuff in there as well. <laughs> a really healthy soup that Katie sent me in with and I thought, I don't fancy that, I'll go and get some chips. Been given a fortnight to clear it. Is that all we've got? We've been given a fortnight to clear They must what have people do? starting to look around or something, I don't know, but like it's just, that's just a nightmare for us. So we've got real, this is, this is a pressure situation. Yeah. We've essentially been, been told... Sort it out. Sort it out. So if you are also under the pump at the moment, what have you been told to sort out? We'd love to hear about it. Tell us who it is, what the threat is, what have you got to sort out? For example, right, in our house, I've obviously buy too many board games, and Katie yesterday, when doing a bit of a spring clean, found that I'd been stuffing board games that she didn't know I'd bought in amongst all the bedding and the airing cupboards. <laughs> Like secreting them, like some kind of like a little woodland creature. I'd say you've got a problem. I think I might have a problem. <laughs> I, I, t- I tell you what, why I'm concerned about this. I, I, I'm bad at like ultimatums, particularly when there's a, a time on it, because I, I, I will never forget. The names and everything doesn't matter with this particular story, but I was given an ultimatum to move a motorbike from the patio in the back garden. Oh, right. I was given about four months, <laughs> and I thought it was not a serious ultimatum, and I didn't. Uh, and it got sold from under my nose. Oh, wow. Yeah, for a lot less than it was worth. Oh, really? So you came yeah. out from work, it just been sold? Yeah, 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 a man had taken it. That's unbelievable, that. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm sure your other half, Natalie, told me as well that she'd been asking you to do the garden for ages, and didn't she just go curveball and get someone in to do it as well? Yes, that happened very quickly. So, 
<laughs> maybe, but maybe Paul, our boss, is taking. You know, he knows that this kind of pressure works on us. That it's going to get us going. Do you know what I mean? He spotted the weak link, which is me. I think. Yeah, that's he's going to work on you. <laughs> Alex tweeted, "It's easy. Why? Why don't you give it away to listeners on a competition? Who wouldn't want to win a high vis vest?" That's a really good high-vis vest, that is. I'm not just throwing it away. Uh, Esther from Bognor Regis says, I think you should give some of the stuff away to your regular loyal listeners, especially those that came up with great ideas for giveaways. So uh, this is not like Jesus feeding the 5,000. We need to we need to monetize maybe this as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? You can't give away a used thermos flask, Esther. Also, a lot of this stuff belongs to other people, so we might be giving That's away some point. of Frank Skinner's that you might go absolutely spare about. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you need to tell us, what have you been told to sort out? I've oh, got Joe on the line. What have you had to sort out then, Joe? Um, well, I have been told only by myself um, that I really must sort out my big basket of odd socks because uh, it's just sitting there in the corner of the bedroom laughing at me. And um, I, 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 I tempt it from time to time. And the other day, I, saw, I tried to sort it out and I had seven odd days of the week socks. Oh, my word, that must drive some people completely <laughs> mad. I'm not sure how it was possible, but it really was. And um, I've got some socks that, I mean, my children are now uh, over six foot and I've got some tiny toddler socks. So that just shows how long these socks have been sitting there and really do need to be thrown out. I can't imagine ever walking out of the house wearing odd socks. Can't imagine it. I do it all the time. Well, I don't I know. Do. I mean, my children do sometimes go out with one Thursday and one but Sunday if, if and you, it really pains me. If you step away from the, the pressure of having to make the match, it's liberating. No, 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 but Bush, it's not about the match. It's not about the match. Like, like I would have thought you've got one, one sock on the left foot that has a completely different, like, elastic, elasticity and feel. I just, I just feel really unbalanced. I, I have decided that it's OK to mix and match socks that are from the same pack. Yeah, I, I would go along with that. You know, kind of make. Yeah. I know what you mean. You don't want them baggy um, gym socks that go up to your knee, and yeah. then the other foot no. you've got like an ankle sock. You can't have one rugby sock and one trainer sock. That's not going to work. We could do a whole hour on socks on home time at some point. So <laughs> In fact, we probably will. <laughs> probably will do at some point. So you're saying then, Joe, you're, just to bring it back to our problem we've got going on here in the studio, yeah. Richie and I will have uh, calmer minds if the mess in the other room, that's not just ours, it's all the other presenters on Absolute Radio, if we sort that out, we'll have a calm and tidy mind. Well, I, I mean, I can only dream of, of having the sock basket sorted out and feeling calm. So I would imagine so. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. We'll report back and let you know. <laughs> OK. This is The Daily Takeaway. Just celebrating people who ferry other people apart. And by the way, this doesn't have to be this evening right now whilst this show is on. This, if you've done some selfless driving, taxiing for other people in your life over the weekend. We want to hear about it tonight. Uh, jo is hanging on. I think she is out and about tonight. What's going on then, Jo? Well, I am um, ferrying my son and daughter between uh, tennis and rugby. Yep. And uh, But at the weekend, I was up and down to Southampton taking my daughter to East One Lake. And then when we got back on the Sunday, I had to take them to cricket. And then when I got back from cricket, I had to go to my own cricket match. And I'm exhausted. Wow. So n- not only do you ferry around in the evenings, like Parker from Thunderbirds, you're, you're ferrying these lucky children to, to ballet and, and different sporting yeah. events at the weekends. Yes. Joe, I'm also hoping that you have a substantial coat uh, because uh, yes. cricket and rugby and tennis in this weather, I'm not sure I'd want to be on the touchline. It's, it's, it's not good. My feet are really numb. Joe, tell us the names of your children and then tell us whether you get the credit you deserve from them. Do they show you love? Uh, they're Hannah and James. Uh, do they show me love? Um, 
Occasionally. Oh, that's not good enough, is no. it, for this show? <laughs> we want more than that for you. That's why the Hometime Taxi Club exists, Joe, because we will show you that love and gratitude for Hannah and James. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Brilliant. Where are you off to next, then? I'm going to get James from rugby. Unbelievable. It never ends, does it? <laughs> Ewan is in Glasgow. Uh, he's texted 8-12-15. Really using every single opportunity here on the on the, on the the taxi club. Says, 15 years with my wife who doesn't drive. Ooh. So I've been the unnominated driver on nights out <laughs> and the daily train and bus drop-off and pick-up driver. I'm currently sitting waiting on her bus coming in that's running to its usual late schedule. Shout out to Jade listening on the bus. Please get that test done. Wowee, that's brimming with uh, hidden messages <laughs> and stuff like that, isn't it? Wow. Uh, angst into that little bit of a relationship. Kate, who is listening via Absolute Radio 90, says Bush and Richie, first taxi run of the week for my six year old daughter, Florence, to rainbows. Swimming on a Friday, gymnastics on a Saturday. Yeah, it's a military manoeuvre when you want a date night. <laughs> uh, Sheridan says the only day we don't drive our son about is Thursdays. Can't tell you how much we look forward to Thursday. It's wine day. He's Ooh. at work two days, badminton two days, air cadets two days. What about that? It sounds like they've earned their wine. That's that's for sure. Uh, right, we've got Matthew on the line. Matthew, what is your busy taxi night then? It's Tuesday. OK, so you say Tuesday's a big taxi day. Prove it to us with a bit of an itinerary of what you do then. So my son swims from six to seven in the morning. So that's up at um, quarter past five. Right. Get him over for six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Back home at half past seven. A couple of hours. Um, my daughter does gymnastics at ten past eleven. Whew. So I've got to leave at ten to eleven to get her there. Back at 12.30, they have piano at 1 o'clock, so leave about quarter to 1 to get them to the piano. Back about half past 2, and then back to swimming, uh, leaving about quarter to quarter past 4, getting back about half past 7. Wow. That's two swims a day. Two swims a day. Oh, that well, he also swims on a Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, and a Sunday, so... I'd well, say to him, all right, Duncan, good, are you? <laughs> Knock it on the head. With the amount of training that's going on, Matthew, I do hope you're going to be rewarded with some kind of uh, Olympic medal in years to come. Well, we keep saying we're targeting the uh, early Olympics for him, so... Wow. I mean, it, 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 this does show the dangers of encouraging kids to have fulfilled <laughs> and energetic lives. Yeah. Luckily, during the 70s and 80s when I was growing up, none of this happened, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm just glad he gave up the rugby and the football so I don't have to stand on a freezing cold pitch in zero degrees. Matthew, no. you wouldn't recognise your house if he'd still been playing. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Here's the final insult, uh, by the way, to the story I was telling you about the, uh, the cinema tickets I wrote off. Sunday afternoon, Rocco suddenly announces... I've changed my mind. I would like to go and see Puss in Boots. Oh, this is outrageous. <laughs> I know. Flip-flopping left, right and centre. <laughs> Stick on one. Is it? Are you in or are you out, Rocco? Moment's gone, mate.